No my hiding mic, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Kiemo Tono Mai Koto Katoa coming up on the program. An historic day, the biggest strike in New Zealand education history. 50,000 secondary, primary, kindergarten teachers across the country went on strike today. And if you're a teacher, explain why did you strike? Why did you take part? Is it the pay? Is it the workload? Is it the burnout? And you might disagree with the protest. Text me on those things, 2101. Also, the cost of living is increasing quickly, so many have had a wage increase. But what if you haven't? We talk about that. And also on the panel today, how to tackle super large infrastructure projects. $200 billion plus is needed. Now imagine this. Imagine a government department responsible for building roads, dams, in fact everything. Ministry of Works, it was once called. Would it work today? And you've got this pub in Yorkshire, right? It's known for its zero tolerance on electronic devices, phones, iPads, laptops. Nope. Not being able to check Twitter over a pint. I mean, how backwards is that? Your thoughts, we discuss. You can text me on that 2101 or you can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our monohedi this afternoon, Professor Ella Henry, Director of Māori Advancement at AUT Business School. Professor Henry, kia ora. Always good to have you here. Kia ora. Lovely to be here, Wallace. And uh, Nick Leggett, he's Chief Executive of Ia Ara Aotearoa, Transporting New Zealand. Nick, kia ora. Welcome. Kia ora. Thank you. Kia ora, Ella. Kia ora, Nick. We're all here firing on all cylinders for the Thursday afternoon. Some big topics, so thank you for joining us. But to this, this is unreal. This is unbelievable. Can't believe this. It's possibly been a while since you pulled out an AA map to find your way on a New Zealand road, but not having them at all? What? AA has announced they will not be printing more maps from September. They've been in print for 100 years the end of an era. Greg Layton is AA's Chief Partnership Officer. Greg, great to have you here. Kiora, thanks for having me. A hundred years, this is the end, my friend. Why? Well, look, there's a, there's a number of commercial aspects, but we are, uh, by and large, a member-driven organisation to give value to our members. We're just getting close to about 1.9 million members, so a big chunk of New Zealand. But the demand has been waning for several years and uh, it's really just got to the point where technology's taken over what we've historically produced and it's a sad thing to do incredibly sad thing to do there's a lot of nostalgia around the products that we've had in both travel guides and maps but uh, those decisions have been looked at very carefully and we've come to the point where the value that we provide to our members needs to be focused in a few new areas. I just feel a little bit sad about this, Anna. I don't know, because I have memories, nostalgia, of going on road trips with my whanau, and, you know, Dad stops, pulls out the map. Where are we going? And I'm a little bit upset about this. Is it just because of memory, or actually, as Greg bought a point, no one uses them? Well, your father was clearly one of that 1% of men who think they need a map, because there's a lot of science (laughs) that shows that blokes don't look at maps. That's for girls. And I think thousands of trees have been saved by this. Uh, So good on you, A.A. Really? Absolutely. You know, we've we've moved away from paper-based resources in lots of areas, and most of 
us have the capacity to either map out a trip beforehand or oh. use GPS on whatever device we're, we're travelling with. Greg? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I'm from the era where we, we definitely use these sorts of things, but life has definitely moved on. You know, I used to go down to Rotorua and Pai here, and we, we, we were printing um, about 2 million guides, travel guides oh, wow. per annum. So, you know, point very well made. You know, that's a lot of paper that uh, gets put into landfill at some stage or hopefully recycled. But, uh, yeah, now I'm now of the age where I'm using technology. It's more accurate. It's more up-to-date. Uh, and, uh, you look, it's just easier to use, isn't it? What about you, Nick? We've got the right person on. We have the uh, uh, the head of uh, the Trucking Association. <laughs> don't tell me that truckies don't stop and look out a paper map to find the way they're going. <laughs> well, they might have once, but I, I think... Uh... <laughs> I think technology has um, has also uh, you know hit the trucking industry. Uh, look, I'm amazed the maps have lasted this long. Really? Um, I'm, look, I'm a user of technology. I have to admit, have been for a long time. But I still love a physical map, Wallace. I'm a bit with you. Exactly. Like just maybe not in the car, but just looking at an atlas. Or there's something about it that's um, yeah. I, I hope we don't lose it completely. But uh, look, on the road in another country, you you want your phone. You want you want to be guided, don't you? And the other thing, I guess, Greg, is that what Cyclone Gabrielle uh, told us was that there are still um, cases to be made for old technologies, i.e. radio, transistor radio. And I'm wondering, in terms of the era where connectivity is super important but not always there for us, um, if we do still actually need a printed map in the glove box. Yeah, look, I've had some comments from various members that are saying they're still using their map from 1993 and uh, and earlier. So you know, they still still stand the test of time, and I'm sure some of our current stock will will be around for times times to come, won't they? But uh, yeah, I just you know I think you know it's uh, you can still use various forms of of mapping that are online, and you can still plot okay. your journeys, and uh, you're no longer having to get the highlighter out, are you? And sort of, you know, highlight where you're going to go and what you're going to do. Um, you can do that online and uh, do that quite effectively. Wallace it. was obviously so, a fan of doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me. Dad says I'm too busy. Look at the map, and I was useless at map reading. I want to. I wanted to actually go to a map reading course because I was terrible at orienteering. But it's it's a skill, isn't it? Um, well, I, I haven't been able to have the eyesight to look at a map for at least ten years. So I've discovered a lovely Australian woman's voice. Oh. On my on my GPS, and she says, "Turn left in four hundred meters," and I know I, I I can do that. I can follow commands. All right. So it's the end of an hour. But before you go, Greg, do you is there a case to be made where maps maps of Aotearoa of all places, be it Geraldine, Carterton, uh, Thames, Coromandel, up in Cordarica, uh, these maps will be actually collectors' items. Yeah, they will, and, and look, there's still segments of our membership that uh, still value the map. Um, the numbers have definitely dwindled, and uh, but you know there are alternatives out there. And as we get closer to September, we'll let our members know uh, various sites to use and also where to get some of the printed material. There are still people out there, particularly in the regions. I think it's called regional tourist offices, and many of those have uh, distribution centres, uh, places like iSites.
So there is still some information and some mapping around there, but uh, I guess the other thing to be uh, conscious about is people called cartographers, and those are specialists that do mapping. They're becoming like hen's teeth. And so, uh, is that right? You know, yes. they're, yeah, they're hard to find. And, uh, you know, but, uh, so, so all of those aspects, but there are still some facilities out there from a printed point of view. Amazing. But I'd encourage, encourage people to have a look at what we send out later in the year with some of those online uh, sites that they can use and go to. I'm going to talk to my wonderful producer, Ayana, just right through the glass. Ayana, let's get a cartographer on next week dying to uh, hear uh, their point of view hey lovely to talk to you with you greg kia ora that's greg layton the aa's chief partnership officer Um, minor roads and backcountry routes cannot be seen on technologies you zoom in and you lose perspective Uh, as an eight-year-old i was given uh, an old aa waikato map held together with tape i acquired a good mental image of the district which is handy when traveling with my parents another one here i've been teaching my four-year-old to read a paper map it's a priceless life skill my husband couldn't read a paper map and i can't follow gps either here's one i'm a truckie it's all about tech now tablet and cab which takes me right to the farm tanker track no matter where i am even to the extent that it says entrance 500 meters on the left or right well i can't beat that can i nick no no that's that's the that's the reality yeah uh by the way big response to the strike as well uh, how did you feel about the teacher's strike did you support it were you part of it were indeed uh, were you against it very good well it's time for i've been thinking dr ella henry what's your ibt today well kia ora. i've just come straight from a workshop at aut where we're engaged in a process of consultation with staff and students about a strategy for what a tertiary led university will look and feel like and it's been really gratifying i know other universities are doing this and many government agencies are now required to but to be able to have this consultation and conversation, particularly with new New Zealanders or people who are new to the country who were born elsewhere, and listening to the stories about about what they do and don't know and how they do want to know and how they're receptive to what does a partnership university look and feel like? What does the university feel like that that really acknowledges and respects diversity? Because it's not just about Māori and Pākehā. It's about how do we all create a, a shared understanding of what the tertiary means to us and how it c- contributes meaningfully to our identity as New Zealanders. So um, I'm high as a kite from a really yeah, fabulous cool. consultation. Yeah, and uh, what was, how do you feel the response has been? Well, we've, we've probably spoken to, we've had at least 10 sessions so far, and there's more till the end of March. So probably five or 600 people out of a staff of, of 4,000 have, have wow. been uh, along. And, you know, we want to engage with as many people as possible. I'm just part of a working group. No decision. We don't make decisions. We just feed back to um, the, the the steering group that uh, what we found and what recommendations there are and how we might actually move towards being a genuine tertiary based entity. So laying the foundations. Yes, uh, it's future for, work. It's for, work in progress. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, all right, uh, Nick Leggett, uh, I've been thinking. Yes, I've been thinking about artificial intelligence. And for many of us, I think it's been a bit like the Jetsons flying cars, the future that has refused to come. Um, However, I just tried, Wallace, this chat GDP and have been amazed how accurate and informative this is. It's a free service, and I'm not trying to be the salesperson here, but I've I've been hit by it. And you ask chat GDP a question, perhaps on a difficult or a random subject, uh, to whatever depth or detail you want, and it hunts the 
the, the, the global internet, but also has access to a lot of databases that many of us can't access. And then through machine learning, it keeps improving. So the information is only going to get better and better. And of course, you know, this will raise many, many ethical questions. And I think, you know, there are, we could have probably between us here today, some real concerns about this. But I do, I have been in awe at the wonder of this technology and wondering how it's going to change the world and, 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 uh, you know, the, probably the scandals that it's going to bring uh, as people get a- accused of plagiarism in the first instance. But really, just uh, to me, it feels like another step. Well, I, I've actually heard this, uh, Nick. I've heard that uh, you, you read about ChatGPT, then you try it and you go, wow, okay. Yes. We are scared in the university sector yes. because theoretically a student could write all of their essays without ever actually doing any research. But at a personal level, I just feel like Skynet is about to go live. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Because this this is a conversation you will be having uh, very much so in the tertiary sector. How does it uh, how does it um, enable? I put, I put my essay question in for my my Maori entrepreneurship class and and got an essay back that would have probably gotten a C. Gosh. C's get degrees, as they C's say. C's get degrees, oh, as C's get they degrees. say. I, I was reading, uh, Nick, a fascinating uh, New York Times opinion piece by Dr. Roberts. He's a professor of linguistics uh, in Watermore, who, uh, Dr. Watermore, he's the director of AI, and uh, Noam Chomsky, who is a cognitive science mm. professor and, you know, a very famous linguist. And they were saying something really interesting. They were saying the human mind is not like chat gpt and its ilk a lumbering statistical engine for pattern matching their deepest flaw is the absence of the most critical capacity of any intelligence i mean these are three people who've been working on ai for decades and they are saying you know what is incredible what's amazing as a young child acquiring language that is what is amazing and that is unrepli- rep- un- you can't replicate yes. it that they are saying that chat GPD doesn't even come close to a young kid unconsciously and speedily from minuscule data um, developing a logic of principles and parameter. Yes. Oh, that's something worth bearing in mind, isn't it? That's the magic of humanity. But yes, that's, that's, exactly. that's what it's about, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you're on the panel, uh, RNZ National. Lots to discuss and quite a bit of response here uh, regarding the strike. How did you feel about it? Uh, Auckland primary teacher here, long-time NZEI member. I willingly struck last time. I voted to accept the payout for this time and voted against the strike. Tone deaf striking now when we have a huge COVID burden of debt and kids who miss so much schooling. What do you think of that?